0: Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life changing word. Amen. Stand to your feet. We're going to get into this word, and amen. I'll let you go home. God bless those graduates too once again. What kind of church are we? A growing church. We're growing in faith and growing in numbers. This is the year of life, right? 2022, the year of life. We're living in faith every day. Amen. Well, in your Bibles or your iPad or your your phone, whatever you have to get the word of God. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. This is part 7. We're going to be dealing today with the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17 is what we're going to read. Amen. Are you there? Amen. Well, God bless you. Verse number 10 says this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Having your loins gird about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16 is what we're going to be dealing with on today. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, God. We, we do. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance that we may be going through. You are an incredible God. And as we just sang, you are a great God. We know that in and of ourselves, we can do absolutely nothing, but with you, all things are possible. Thank you today, God, as we sow the of God is going to be sown on good ground, it's going to be bring forth fruit in our lives some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Holy Spirit, we need you this morning. Be the great teacher. We love you, can do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your Son Jesus that we do pray. And all the people of God shouted, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our life changing King. Hallelujah. Well, you're looking good this morning, family. Amen. God bless you. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into this word. We have a, a kind of a limited amount of time, but we can do it. Amen. It's because the Holy Spirit know how much time we would get this morning before I did. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. So he already, already prepared us. So for a supporting scripture, we've been dealing with these couple of scriptures in, in Ephesians chapter four. Turn there real quick. Ephesians chapter four, verses 21 through 24. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 through 24. I'm going to be reading that from the New Living Translation. And it says this, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Amen. Once again, this is Paul talking to the church at Ephesus. He is actually in prison in Rome. He's sending this letter to this young church, and he's telling them different things to do and, and how to live this, this, this new life they're going to be living, amen, in Jesus Christ. And one of the things he told them, you got you to put off the old stuff, throw off your old sinful nature. Now, one of the things we got to look at the scripture, it says this is something that you have to do. You have to be on purpose about throwing away that sinful nature. Yes. Amen, somebody. So that means when we get saved, when we, when we give our lives to the Lord, the work of the Holy Spirit is definitely there. He's going to work to do certain things in our lives, but he is a gentleman. We have to let him do it. He's not going to force us to do it. Amen. So the day that you got saved, amen, you didn't start floating around on the cloud. Amen, somebody. And then also the day that you got saved, you didn't stop doing everything that you used to do. Amen, somebody. Amen. Can I testify? I don't know. You don't want me to testify too much, but man, I know you know when you get saved, you give your life to the Lord, then He renews you. There's a process of your mind being transformed. Right? So there's some things that you used to do. You, you may still do them in the beginning, but I promise you, the Holy Spirit on the work on, on the inside of you, you're gonna stop doing so, some of those things. So you're gonna get to the place where you can actually put off some things. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Amen. Amen. Do, you, do you have any witnesses in the house that after you were saved, there was some stuff that you used to do before you were saved, you were still doing them. Amen. And you were still saved. Amen. But like it says here, he's telling this young church, listen, because of the truth that you've heard, you've got to now make a decision to put off that sinful nature. Amen, somebody. And then it says, verse 22, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by um, lust and deception. Now turn, um, no, verse 23. Instead, he says, let the, he says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like Christ, truly righteous and holy. This is validifying what I just told you. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. He wants to do everything perfect for you. He wants to do everything good for you and through you. But you have to let him. Amen, somebody. Amen. But he's not going to force you to do it. Just let him. So sometimes, I mean, you're going through these different, you know, difficult times or situations where you have to make a choice. And you, you can tell something on the inside of you is telling you, don't do that. Let him. He said, No, don't do that. Or do this. Or be kind right here. Or don't say nothing right here. Right? That's the Holy Spirit. So we have to let him do what he's going to do in our lives. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Turn there real fast. These are some of our supporting scriptures that we've been actually using up until this point. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verses 3 through 5, and this is going to be from the King James Version. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen. Somebody said, You still got to live this life in the flesh. Amen. Then it says, verse number four it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul was telling his church, listen, now Now that you've given your life to the Lord, there is a battle that's going to, there's a war that you have to fight. Because the enemy, there's an enemy, there's a real enemy. But here's the thing, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, so our enemy is not people. The enemy will use people, but that's not our enemy. Amen. 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 Our enemy is spiritual. It's Satan himself. And all of his imps and his and his and his demons that work along with him. That's the enemy. And when you give your life to the Lord, man, you are in a fight. You've just enlisted. Whether you you listen, whether you realize it or not, you've just enlisted. But what we're going to talk about here here in a few few minutes is that man he's he's already prepared you, amen. To do the he, matter of fact he's going to do the fight for you. Verse number five says, casting down imaginations, a nation of images, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought, the, uh, Noema, every plot, ploy, and plan to the obedience of Christ casting down every nation of, all the nation of images. You know what the enemy is trying to do? He keeps, and even now in, the, in, the, in the, um, the dispensation and the time frame that we live in, he's always presenting something in front of you. Imaginations, nation of images. He's always trying to show you something to, to, to twist how you think or try to cause you to think a certain way. He's putting things in front of you all the time. Amen. But the Bible tells us even here that we can cast those things down. And the only way to do that stuff is through the word of God. Amen. He's trying to, to make you perceive or, or look at certain things a certain way. But the word of God is the truth that we stand on. Amen. So he's going he's to show you these different things, but we have to get to the place where we do what? We pull them down. Pull them down. So for every believer, and the name of the title of this message is Standard Issued Equipment. This is part number seven. And we're dealing with today the shield of faith. As a believer, when you give your life to the Lord, he gives you at that very moment standard issued equipment. Amen? It's just like a car. (laughs) You know, when you go to the car dealer and they they try to brag on what's standard with this particular car. It comes with this, it comes with this, it comes with this. Or you may ask some questions. Well, do I get this with it? Yeah, that's standard. Or do I get that with it? Yeah, that's standard. It comes with it. The same thing as a believer. He's already equipped you with everything you need to fight the good fight of faith. Amen, somebody. And the point I want to continue to bring, bring home each week and all the time is that every believer gets this standard issued equipment. Every believer amen so it's not special for the fivefold ministry now just like we talked about there are, there are special gifts that he gives in addition to the things that he's already given you to fight but I guarantee you everything you need he gives you the day you give your life to the Lord you have weapons amen somebody you have all the stuff that you need to fight you got it now somebody say I got it that's right you got it you got it different, different weapons that we have praise is a weapon Worship is a weapon. Yes. What well, we talked about on last week, man, having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace is a weapon. Amen. Because the enemy, what he wants to do, he's always want to agitate you, get you all riled up. Yes, but man, when you can walk into certain situations when you should be riled up, you know, like the world would say, you should, and you walk in there with peace, you're fighting the good fight of faith just because you have peace. Amen, somebody. Prayer is a weapon. We're going to talk about prayer in a couple of weeks. Prayer is a weapon. Amen. You want to come against the enemy, start to pray. I don't know about you, man, but, man, I had some people. I know some people were praying for me in my dumbest of dumb days. Amen. They were fighting to fight for me. I had the ability because I was saved, but there's some things that I just didn't know. But thank God for for the field artillery. Amen. They can shoot. They listen, they can, they can fight from a distance. That's how we're gonna do them kids when they go when they go to, to school. Amen, somebody. Field artillery, man. We're gonna be shooting those weapons from a distance. Amen, somebody. They're gonna be in school wondering why they're making this decision and making that decision. Because somebody praying. Amen. <laughs> Amen, somebody. We gotta pray for him. So we have all been given these different weapons. Peace. His presence. Our position. Where are you seated right now? Heavenly places. You're seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. I keep telling you, you have a dual citizenship. Amen. You're a citizen of these United States of America, but you also, the one that takes precedence in your life, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. So now let's get into our, our subject that we're gonna talk about on today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15 is what we're going to deal with. We've, we've talked about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And last week we talked about having our, our feet the right shoes on. Amen. How many know sometimes you got to have the right shoes on? And as a believer, you have to have our shoes shot with the, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But today we're talking about verse 16. And it says this. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Amen. Taking the shield of faith. Now, I want you to take notice of this. The first three pieces of the armor that we talked about, it it talks about having. So it's something that you put on and it almost stays on. Now, your armor, you're supposed to have with you all the time. But don't get it twisted now. But listen listen to what the scripture says. It says the first three things, you have them on. The belt of truth. Right. The, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of peace. Now you're already dressed in that. It says, now you take the shield of faith. Amen. So it's something that you have to intentionally take up yourself. The shield of faith, the shield of faith, that word faith in the Greek is pistis. It means assurance, belief, faith, fidelity or faithfulness conviction of the truth the shield of faith now here's the thing about the shield of faith that we pick up because we're talking about the whole armor of who the whole armor of God because here's the thing about faith you can have faith in so many other things right but our our faith is attached to Jesus Christ right he is the person of our faith Amen, somebody. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. But our faith and our hope is anchored in Jesus Christ. My faith is built on nothing less but but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. Come on, somebody. But holy name. on Jesus' name. You know the rest. On Christ. Solid rock I stand. All other ground is what? sinking and sand. He's the one that our faith has to be attached to. Our faith is in him and him alone. Somebody say "Him him alone. Our faith has to be in Jesus Christ and everything that he's done for us. So it tells us in this particular scripture, he's telling this young church, you have to take up the shield of faith. Now let's talk to you about this shield of faith. There's certain characteristics that I want you to know about this shield. Now, when Paul was giving, giving this illustration, he was kind of using as an example the armor of a Roman, a Roman legion soldier. right? A Roman legionnaire is what he was called. Right? So there's certain things when we read this stuff now, when you read this stuff and you start to study it out, you understand what he was trying to tell this this young church. So he told him he had to take up the shield of faith. Amen. Now, the shield is is called a a scutum. That's the original word in the Greek, is what it's called a scutum. It was made out of wood. Things would be like plywood, if if you would, so they could bend it. So it would have uh, layers of, of wood and it would be bent. It's about, they said something about 36 inches to 46 inches. Well, 24 inches wide, about two feet to two and a half feet wide. It's about 42 inches high. So it would actually come above the, the soldier's waist, and it was round. And then they would, they would take leather and cover it with leather, and on the ends, they would take metal and cover it with metal. Amen? The shield of faith. Amen. Now, up until this point, everything that you had was personal, right? The, your belt, that's your belt. Belongs to you, amen? It's, for you, it's basically just for you. The breastplate of righteousness, is basically just for you. Amen? amen? The shoes that it gives you, the gospel of peace, it's really, you know, for you. But here's the incredible thing about the shield of faith. It's not just for you. Right. Amen. <laughs> right. Amen, somebody. Amen. And this, this, this church understood what, what Paul was saying. When he said you have to take the shield of faith. It's not just for you. Romans chapter 1, verse 12. New Living Translation, but second time. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it for you. It says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. But I also want... Um, I, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Paul was telling him, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I need to be encouraged by your faith. Right, amen. amen, somebody. Amen. Somebody say the shield, the shield of faith is not just for me. Just for me I mean, I'm sorry. Psalms 133, verse number one, it says this. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to, to dwell together in what? In unity to dwell together as a unit. Amen, somebody. So, somebody say it's not all about me. It's not. Me. It's not. I'm going to prove it to you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 through 6. Write these scriptures down. New Living Translation. It says this Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to be one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, somebody say one Lord, one One faith, faith. and one one baptism, the one God and Father of us all, who is all in all and all in living through us all. So Paul is saying once again, man, our faith, this shield of faith is not just for you. Right, I'm gonna prove it to you. Somebody say, "Prove it to me." Prove it to I sure will. Amen. Now listen, the thing about the, the, the um, Roman legionnaire, he was not meant to fight alone. Amen. So even the Roman legionnaire, it just even in that statement itself, it says he belonged to a legion, which was about 5,200 troops. So a Roman soldier or a Roman legionnaire in that particular time was never meant to fight by himself. Amen. Amen. So one of the reasons they gave him the shield, and they gave him the shield that was so big, is because he wasn't to fight by himself. And I'm going to show you how he did that a little later. Then it goes on in our, our particular text. It says, you got the shield of faith to protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy. Or one translation says the fiery arrows of the enemy. See, because this is how it worked back then. Can I just flow with my time that I got left? Amen, because this is in me. I already know where my notes are, but this is, I listen. I'm prepared, praise the Lord. So now they would have this, they would have this shield that was, it was wood, and then it was covered in leather. And what they would actually do before they would go out to battle is they would dip it in water mm-hmm. to make it wet. So the scripture says that this thing is going to protect us From the fiery darts of the enemy or the fiery arrows of the enemy. Now, let me tell you how he would fight. They would use fiery arrows on purpose because they could do more damage. It it, it wasn't enough just to to, to be punctured by an arrow, but when you have an arrow that is made and they, they took their time to make these arrows see the enemy man he 's taking the time to create certain things and what he 's trying to do man he's trying to destroy he 's trying to kill steal and destroy right he want, listen he want, he wants to he wants to steal your faith he wants to kill your purpose and he wants to destroy the plan of god that 's what he comes to do so he on purpose makes these arrows that he could take they would take these arrows and make little prongs on the end of them and then the end the prongs they would put they would put cloth and things like that and put liquid liquid tar or something in there that was flammable and then they would they would light them and shoot them from a distance. So here's, here's, here's the thing about that. When they would shoot those fiery darts and they would hit the enemy, it wasn't just the dart that killed them, it was the fire that consumed them. So they would use the shield of faith, amen, are you getting this? Use a shield of faith that not only had wood, it had leather, but it was wet. So when they would shoot these, the enemy would shoot these darts, it would sometimes hit the shield of faith, but it wouldn't penetrate or it wouldn't burn because they'd been covered. That's right. Amen. 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 He's trying to get you with fiery darts. Well, what are fiery darts? Sickness. It's a fiery dart. That's right. Amen. Confusion. Is a fiery dart. He's trying to bring all these things to you to, 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 to take you out of the battle. But how about this particular fiery dart? The tongue. Words are arrows. That's why words are so powerful. Your words can be fiery darts in somebody else's life. So that's why you have to have the shield of faith, the shield of truth which says like you got to cast down those imaginations. You have to be able to use faith in what the word of God says about you to cast down what other people are saying about you. Fiery darts. In James chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. The tongue is a fiery dart. It says this, New Living Translations. We can make a large we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in his mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Verse number five, it says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark, listen to this, a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. In verse number six, it says, And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. You can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. We have to be careful of the words that we use and then at the same time, we have to be careful to always keep the shield of faith to block the words that's coming from the enemy. You're sick, you'll never recover. Your faith says, no, by his stripes I'm healed. That's when you, that's when you pick up your shield of faith. Amen. You'll never be nothing. Right? Then your shield of faith says, I can be all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Amen. But here's the thing we have to be careful about now, even when we're dealing with our our children and bringing people up, be careful how you speak to them. Because let me tell you how this these fiery darts work. See, the fiery darts don't only don't only penetrate on the outside, they're dealing with things with the fire that will consume them on the inside. So you have a child as you've been telling them you'll be never, you're never gonna be no good all your life. You're just like your daddy, you're just like your mama, they were no good, and you ain't gonna be no good. You ain't gonna be nothing. Everything is hitting them from the external, but they're fiery darts. And what happens, not only does it puncture them, it consumes them. The external words, words become internal fires yes, yes, yes. Okay. that sometimes never consumes them until they're grown. Amen. But the fire's already been set. Amen. The dirt has already been there. That's why we speak blessings. We speak well of our children. Because the, the opposite is true. This man, when you speak well of them, man, that thing will grow. They may not know it right now, but something's growing on the inside of them. Hallelujah. You can be whatever you want to be. Well, mama, daddy, school is hard right now. That's okay. You can do it. Amen. Speak well of them, and that's how we're supposed to do with one another. We're supposed to speak well of one another. The shield of faith. Amen. Amen. Now remember when we talked to you about the armor of God, how back in Isaiah 59 we found out where the armor really came from? The original OG (laughs) was Jehovah himself. Because the Bible talks about then where he was dealing with the children of Israel. He said he had a breastplate of righteousness and a helmet of, sal- I mean, a, and a, yeah, helmet of salvation. But not only that, now he told, he told Abraham in Genesis 15 and 1 that he's going to give him the shield. He said, I'm going to be your shield in faith. He said, I'm going to be your shield. Amen. Amen. The yep. Way back then. Way back then he told him, I'm gonna, and we confess this every Sunday that thy truth shall be thy what? Shield. shield and buckler. The shield that you're talking about is the shield of faith. That's the truth that we have. That the shield of faith is gonna protect us. Amen, somebody. Amen. The shield of faith is there to protect us. Come on, Carl, somebody close. That was quick. I know it was quick. I knew I was going, I just had to get you there. I had some some fluff in it, I just needed, you know. We left a fluff out today, amen, praise the Lord. Because we want you to understand how this thing works. It's the shield of faith. So when this this church in Ephesus heard him talking about that, they understood what a Roman legion, you know, legionnaire was. And remember when I told you earlier that the shield of faith was not just for you? And I gave you chapter and verse that said it wasn't just for you. Your faith is not just for you. It's not. Your, your faith is not just for you. So this is what they would do with this particular in this particular situation when they dealt with the with the with the shield of faith. Now there's a word I want to make sure I get this. There's a formation that they they used to make the, the Roman legionary. It was called a test testudo. T-E-S-T-U-D-O. Or a tortoise. What does it sound like? A turtle. Right, what do you think about when you think about a turtle? The shell. So the shield of faith, like once again, remember I told you that, listen, the Romans, Roman legionnaire was never designed to fight by himself. You as a believer, you're, you're not, listen, you're not called to fight this fight by yourself. <laughs> You're not supposed to do it by yourself. We're a community of people. One team, one fight. One fight. Yes, so this is what they would do. They would take their shields. Because the enemy, what they would do, you know, I talked about the flaming arrows. Because they could fight like artillery. They could fight from a distance. But they would take these shields and they would, they would lock arms. And dig the shield, a portion of the shield, all the way to the, to the bottom. They would lock arms so they would have shields connected. Going across, even going on the side, going behind them, and then they would take shields and put it on top of them. Amen. The formation that they would form... Would be something that couldn't be penetrated by these darts or these arrows. But you had to join, you had to lock on. So the shield of faith is not just for you. It doesn't work with you by yourself. What makes the shield of faith powerful is when you are unit, when you're connected, when you're connected with your believers, your, your brothers and sisters. You call them a For you right there so man I don't know how to handle this. don't you worry about handling it. I got you baby because my shield covers you not only does it cover me it covers you also so when these kids go off to college come on we got some shields that's gonna be connected believe in god for them so no matter what no matter what tries to come to them man and that man listen that roman army was so incredible and even sometimes even check this out now even sometimes they would have that formation and they would shift everybody would move together still but if you got there by yourself man no there's no lone rangers in the body everybody say, well i don't need to go to church i don't need to do this the devil is a liar yes you do forsake not yourselves you're swimming together amen am i my brother's keeper yes i am you need the person to your left and you need the person to your right so all the time i keep telling you man the power is in the pew because you can be going through some stuff sometimes and you can't call this church well you know something that gets on my last nerve is when we want to be autonomous when it comes to churches the bible says he's coming back for a bride listen Christ is not a two-timer he ain't coming back for a few women Unified. What the enemy wants is he wants you to be a legionnaire by yourself. But no, man, we're connected. We're in this thing together. Yes. Amen, somebody. Amen. Do anybody have your shield of faith? It ain't just for you. Come on, bow your hands. Father, we bless you on today. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you. Woo! It makes me want to holler and throw up both my hands. Thank you for you equipping us, equipping us with everything that we need. And we bless you now for the shield of faith. Father, as we pray, even now, I cover my brother and I cover my sister to my left and to my right. I cover them in prayer. And I, I bless you, God, that my faith is going to also continue to cover them. We're going to leak our arms together, God, and there's nothing, no demon in hell that could come against this unified front. Now I pray for everybody that's here, God. I bless them, and I thank you for them. And God, even now as I pray, if they don't know you in the darkness of their sin, God, convict them. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you say, man, I want, I want to change that today. You want to give your life to the Lord? Only thing I want you to do is slip your hand up right now. If you're here today and you don't know him, but you want to know him, slip your hands up today. If you're here today, you may be in a backslidden condition. You say, man, I strayed away from the church. Here's the thing about the about the Lord, man. You, you can leave him sometimes, but he'll never leave you. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. If that's you and you're here today, and you want to you, you want to rekindle that relationship, we're going to ask you to slip your hands up. Third and final invitation. You're here today, and you need a church at home. Man, I know a good one. Hallelujah. I know a church where you can come to service right at the moment. Leave and get some popcorn in the See, oh man, we're a young church but we love Jesus with all our heart hallelujah and listen we promise to love you the same way with the love of Christ if you're here today you need a church home need a place to be planted slip your hands up hallelujah also before I close I always want to do this we praise God that everyone here is saved to have a church home And listen to my last, last prayer just take a couple of moments if there's someone that you know not saved. It starts with salvation. Amen. We're gonna ask you to just take that person or those people, put put them in their mind, your mind and your heart right now, and just take take them on with the fruit of your lips, with the fruit of your lips. I want you to pray for that person. Father, continue to pray heads and protection around them. We know that you're drawing them. Join them. Send someone their way that will introduce them to who you are. Or have them just to surrender to you, Lord. No matter what their situation, no matter what their circumstance, God, we thank you that they're going to surrender their lives to you. We lift them up. Your word says that you wish that none would be lost. And we feel the same way. We pray for them. jesus name and all the people of god shouted amen amen listen you can go ahead and prepare your offering. thank you for spending time listening to the word of god we pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30 60 or even 100 fold harvest in your life don't forget to join us next week Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.